It's game day. First conference game of the season. All of your goals are in front of you, man. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of recruits, a lot of big time recruits in attendance when the Miami Hurricanes take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including hosting the Miami Hurricanes radio network postgame shows and a contributor on allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today on this game day and your first watch. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube at 4 p.m. today, Saturday, October 8th. The Miami Hurricanes will take on the North Carolina Tar Heels and for the recruiting fans out there, um, this is going to be the most important recruiting day yet of the season for Miami. I would say this one and then, you know, in uh, about a month, Florida State at home is going to be gigantic. But I look at the list and we have what I believe to be the full list, courtesy of allhurricanes.com of recruits who will be attending this game, the 2023s, the 2024s, and even a handful of 2025s who will be attending this game as Miami Hurricanes visitors. Try to impress these kids, please. <laughs> like, you know, let's not do any Middle Tennessee kind of stuff today. Like, put on a show, show these players you could be competitive. So I'm going to go through the list here. Um, and obviously, a handful of these players are already verbally committed to Miami, and you want to reinforce these commitments, like the first guy on the list, Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph, four-star wide receiver out of Miami Edison. Yes, he is a Miami commit, and he seems pretty solid, but, you know, let's treat Ray Ray well out there. If you run into Ray Ray in the parking lot, say hello, shake his hand, and remind this young man how happy you are that he's going to be a cane. Uh, Amari Ford, running back from Miami Northwestern, will be in attendance. Now, this is the big one. This is the one everyone wants to talk about today. Ruben Hurricane Bain. Yeah, he is visiting Miami. He is going to be at this game. Class of 2023, four-star or maybe even five-star, but depending on who you talk to, edge rusher out of Miami Central, who has just been dominating dominating this season and Miami Central blew out Northwestern last night Reuben Bain was a big part of that he's a Miami legacy uh but he's very well traveled very well recruited I know Alabama loves him uh he actually he was just on a visit last weekend to Auburn in fact um you know I was not at the Central Northwestern game but one of my colleagues was Luke Cheney and he even took a little video that uh Bain had an Auburn towel you know, he was sporting an Auburn towel. And again, this stuff, folks, it doesn't mean anything, right? You know, you'll see like when Cormani McLean had UM gloves on or, or whatever it was, like a uh, compression sleeve or something. He had something UM on a few weeks ago and it did. It doesn't mean anything. Obviously, you hope these guys commit to you and it's fun to see them wearing your gear, but it really does mean nothing. Uh, Bain is going to be at the game today, Miami versus North Carolina visiting and Luke Cheney had a span had a chance to speak to Mr. Bain. He asked him, "What are you looking for from the Hurricanes? What do you want to see from Miami in this game against North Carolina?" He says, "Just a bounce back attitude they have from that loss against Middle Tennessee." He said, "Then I'll say 
just how they're coming back off of that bye week. If they take it seriously or not, clearly Ruben Bain is, uh, you know, he's aware of the recent history at the U, right? How terrible Manny Diaz's canes were coming off bye weeks where they would somehow look worse after an extra week of rest. Um, Will those habits carry over? That's a big question that I have as well. Will those bad habits carry over? Because these are, you know, many of the same players who had these bad habits in the past. Whereas, you know, Mario Cristobal, when he was at Oregon, they were 5-0 and coming off of buys, right? Like Cristobal was able to make his teams sharper and better coming off of bye week, not sluggish and worse coming off of bye week. Is he able to whip up that mentality from one season to the next? Or will the bad habits from the Manny Diaz era still linger? That's something we're going to find out today. And just the fact that Ruben Bain mentions that lets you know, you know, he's aware he's aware of the history. And, you know, given how Miami, how badly the Canes looked last time around, he doesn't want to see that again. But uh, and in case you're wondering, all of the data and all of the info that we have still has Bain trending to the Miami Hurricanes. We don't know when the announcement is going to come. Still expected for what that's worth. Because recruiting is, a, Mario Cristobal referred it as to the most inexact science. Recruiting is the most inexact science, but with all the information and the trends that we have, we are expecting Bain to be a hurricane. Hopefully today goes a long way in reinforcing that idea in his head. Um, teammate of his from Central, linebacker Stanquan Clark is going to be visiting. Now, Stanquan Clark is a Louisville commit. And at the time over the summer when he committed to Louisville, it was my understanding that he really liked Miami. You know, Miami wasn't showing him a whole lot of love at that time, but he's had a great start to his high school season. Miami's reassessing, um, and I think he's become now a bigger priority. So, um, you know, I'm not, like, trying to make the Louisville folks pan- – and, and Louisville's also off to a really bad start to the season, which I don't think helps their case either. But I'm not trying to make the Louisville folks, like, panic, like, you're going to lose this guy. Not saying you're for sure going to lose this guy. I'm saying – Miami didn't really turn up the heat for him. I don't think he was a take at the time when he committed to Louisville. Now I think they do want him Miami a lot more than they did back then. And so this is somebody you can consider to be on flip watch. And obviously if you're a Louisville fan, just the fact that he's taken visits, other places concerned you a little bit. Um, You know, player we've talked about on the show from North Palm beach, Benjamin school wide receiver, Micah Mays is going to be visiting today. He's a Wake Forest commitment, uh, but Miami is now prioritizing this player, it seems, uh, based on, you know, just some of the the wide receivers Miami has wanted that have gone elsewhere. I think they wanted Tyler Williams, who went to Georgia. I think they were in the sweepstakes for Hakeem Williams, who, you know, verbally committed to Florida State. Um, you know, we're all kind of wondering, hey, is there any chance Jurion Dickey can flip from Oregon to Miami? I don't think we can bank on that. So you start you start to look elsewhere for wide receivers. And I think Micah Mays is a fine player. Uh, I'm glad he's visiting this weekend. Francis Maui Goa, you know, he's locked in. Hopefully that stays firm. Five-star offensive tackle out of IMG Academy. Maui Goa will be visiting. And guys, there is like a whole brigade of IMG players who are visiting this weekend, which is great. So Maui Goa visiting Antonio Tripp, my dog. I love Antonio Tripp. He is like, he's the ambassador for the class of 2023. This guy, 
he like he's not even officially a cane yet, but he loves being a cane and he's recruiting other people. I'm a huge Antonio Tripp fan, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he's visiting. Another guy I'm a huge fan of, edge rusher Jaden Wayne, five-star or four-star. That, that was the one who they took the star away from him because he committed to Miami. But Jaden Wayne, excellent player. He is going to be visiting as well. Uh, and then you've got a handful of – so these are – uh, you know, the, the North, the, um, the IMG Academy players who are already committed to Miami 2023, they're bringing a bunch of their 2024 teammates with them. Desmond Ricks. Oh, one of the best players in the country for the class of 2024, the cornerback. Oh, if Miami could land Desmond Ricks, uh, it would be, it would be unbelievable. He's going to be visiting, uh, Brandon Winton wide receiver class of 2024 IMG. He's visiting Jarrett Gibson. Who's an awesome running back class of 2024. He's visiting and Ernest Willer from the defensive line of IMG Academy 2024. He is visiting as well. And, uh, my colleague, Brian Smith from AllHurricanes.com notes that the overall group coming from IMG Academy is impressive, he says, led by the commitments. The big goal is to add elite 2024 cornerback Desmond Ricks to the group of committed players. He's taken a long look at the Hurricanes. He's been to campus before. He will likely be a national top 10 prospect for the class of 2024. And Brian also says Gibson and Willer are big-time prospects from IMG with a plethora of scholarship offers. Miami is in the hunt for both and continues to build relationships with elite prospects. So some of the other 2024s that are visiting, and I think I mentioned a handful of 2025s, there's one 2025 visiting. So I don't I don't know if that means a handful or not, but let me get to those and more after we talk about the awesome folks at Underdog Fantasy. And guys, Locked On Canes will continue, but you need to pay attention here because you've got an opportunity to make some money today. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to spice up college football season. I go on to the Underdog Fantasy app every single day. Very easy to download the app, or you can go to their website, underdogfantasy.com. Creating an account takes minutes, and then you play those pick'em games for your favorite team or other teams every single week. Guys, in my pick'em game for today, I'm keeping my selection small, uh, short and sweet, because I like a couple of these options here today. Uh, I am going to take... So how you do this is you you pick a college player and predict if they're going to go higher or lower a certain stat projection, okay? So easy. I'm going to take Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson actually to go higher than 200.5 passing yards against Mizzou. Uh, I think that's a pretty low number. He's been trending better the last couple of games as Anthony Richardson, so I think he's going to go a little higher than that. And I'm going to take Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett to go lower than 277 and a half passing yards against Auburn. I know Bennett's good and Georgia, obviously a much better team than Auburn. That's just a huge number. And Auburn doesn't give up much through the air. Uh, so Georgia should win this game, but I think Bennett's going to be somewhere in like the 200 to 240 passing range this week. So go to underdog, make your own picks. Like I just did guys, you can use my picks or don't use my picks. It's easy to play and it's available in over 30 States. Just pick between two and five players across any team and decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game, guys. So sign up with our promo code locked on. That's all one word. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you deposit 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks free on top of that. Go to underdogfantasy.com, 
or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today, and you'll be glad you did. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes on this game day your first listen. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So a handful of other players who are going to be visiting this weekend. Uh, Let me just rerun through the names I already gave you in case some of you are joining us late. Uh, Miami commitment Ray Ray Joseph from Edison will be visiting the stadium today. Miami against North Carolina. Amari Ford running back from Miami Northwestern. Ruben Hurricane Bain. Oh, this is the one we covet. We want him so bad. Defensive end from Central. He's going to be visiting today. Stan Quan Clark, linebacker from Central, who's a Louisville commit. But Miami, I think, is more interested in him now than they were a couple months ago. Micah Mays, wide receiver from the Benjamin School, visiting. Uh, you got a handful of Miami commits from IMG who are visiting. Francis Maui Goa, Antonio Tripp. Jaden Wayne. Then you've got their 2024 teammates like Desmond Ricks, one of the best players in the entire country for 2024, the cornerback. Brandon Winton, wide receiver from IMG. Jarrett Gibson, running back from IMG. He's really good. And Ernest Willer, defensive lineman from IMG. Uh, Other 2024s are going to be in attendance. Justin Scott, defensive tackle from St. Ignatius in Chicago, will be visiting. Joseph Stone, who's a wide receiver and defensive back from Grayson uh, in Loganville, Georgia. He's an LSU commit, but he's you know giving a look at Miami. And obviously, when someone's a commit for this far in advance, 2024, the process is going to go on. But he committed to LSU very early. Uh, Zaquan Patterson, safety out of Chaminade, is going to be visiting. He's an excellent player. Liam Andrews, offensive lineman from Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, the Dexter School. Uh, he's going to be visiting 2024. Uh, Booker Pickett, edge rusher from Tampa Horton in 2024. He's visiting. And here's a name you probably recognize. JT Taggart, edge rusher from Delray Beach, Florida, uh, American Heritage. American Heritage Delray, 2025. And yeah, JT Taggart, he is the son of Willie Taggart. He's a 2025 guy. So what does that make him? A sophomore right now in high school. And he's already... Six foot five, 220 as a 15, 16 year old. Whew. <laughs> that young man is going to be big and strong by the time he is college age. So, yeah, JT Taggart, that is that is going to be an interesting one to watch there. Okay. So, that is your full, I understand it, full recruiting list for which players are going to be visiting the U this weekend. And yeah, I think we all want to see for a number of different reasons. We all want to see Miami find success on the field today. Uh, I hope you guys are either watching this from Hard Rock Stadium or you're watching this on your way to Hard Rock Stadium. Or if you can't be at Hard Rock Stadium, you create so many positive vibes from your living room that we're just going to feel your energy in the universe at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, We know Miami, they're going to have to start fast in this game, right? Try to put up some points early so you're not playing from behind. This is one of those things where... If you win the coin toss, I don't really want to defer today. Like, I want to take the ball, and I want to try to score on my opening drive. That's just me, because I I know, like, most coaches and our coaches, they always want to defer to the second half. But it's like, I don't know, because if you defer to the second half, you give Carolina the ball first. Um, Just their offense is so good. Drake May, 318 passing yards per game. Their offense puts up over 500 total yards per game, and they score a ton of points. Like, they're 
you know, they're near top of the country in almost every offensive category. Just the odds would say they're going to score a lot today, right? Their defense is so bad that I think there's a chance Miami can score enough points to win, which is the goal of every game. I think Miami can absolutely win this game, and I picked them to win this game, but you don't want to fall behind early. So if you give Drake May the ball first, let's say they score a touchdown on their first drive, and Miami has a slow start on offense and has to punt, and then UNC scores again. You're talking about like five, six minutes into the game clock, and you're already down 14 nothing, 10 to nothing. Then you can't establish your identity. Miami has opportunities. They will have opportunities, I believe, today to run the football. North Carolina has been susceptible to that. They gave up 287 yards rushing against Notre Dame in their only loss of the season. And I believe Miami has the horses up front and the running backs because, thank goodness, Mario Cristobal said, you know, a couple guys who got banged up last game, Henry Parrish has been practicing this week without limitations. He's good to play. Jalen Knighton practicing without limitations, good to play. And, of course, Stad Franklin has been healthy. So you've got your one, two, three punch, right? You've got your starting back and the guy who's your workhorse in Parrish. You've got the home run threat. And my my goodness, wouldn't it be nice, guys, if Miami could actually get a big, long touchdown today? And I don't even care if it's, you know, a deep pass, right? If Tyler Van Dyke can find Keyshawn Smith deep down the field, you know, Keyshawn Smith did have a, a deep catch 39 yards uh, two weeks ago from Jake Garcia, who was like an inch away from scoring a touchdown. They called him down at like the one foot line. So if they can connect on a big passing play or uh, Rashard Smith, but I would love to get a big play on the ground as well, because that that's what Jalen Knighton, I mean, he's, he's a good all around running back, but really what makes Jalen Knighton the rooster different is he gets into that second gear and you're not catching this dude from behind. If he can find a little space, if he can make the right cut, you're not catching this guy. He's a threat to score. Miami has not been hitting home runs this year. The hurricanes this season, they rank 114th nationally in plays of 20 or more yards from scrimmage. There's like, what, 130, 131 teams in all of FBS, and the Hurricanes are 114th in creating chunk plays of 20 or more yards. It's honestly, given that stat, like it, it's amazing that we've even won two games because we're not getting any home runs. Uh, down the field so Miami's got to find and, and I think this is the type of defense you can do it against because North Carolina they're not good against the run their linebackers are tiny like their linebackers are the size of small safeties it's it's really really strange how undersized they are and it, it puts a lot of holes in their defense um, so this should be an opportunity as long as Miami can get out of their own way right because how many times this year have we just you know people have criticized the play calling They've criticized a number of different players in Miami's offense, whether it be the receivers just not creating separation or whether it be Tyler Van Dyke not looking comfortable in a new offense. He is learning a new system this year, something that I appreciate, and I hope it pays off this week because until you actually see the evidence on the field, all it is is lip service to this point. So let's see how it plays out on the field. But TVD was talking this week about how He's starting to spend now extra time in meeting rooms collaborating with both Frank Ponce, his quarterback's coach, and Josh Gaddis, his offensive coordinator. I guess he was only meeting with them separately 
before these last couple of weeks. He's now meeting with them together and they're collaborating on what Tyler Van Dyke likes to run, what he doesn't, what he feels comfortable with, what he doesn't. Because honestly, guys, I've been talking about this for weeks. That's how the talent and the coaching needs to meet in the middle. Anytime you're implementing new formations, new systems, obviously the coaches are trying to change the culture and they want to run the types of offenses that they're comfortable running and that have had success in other places. And, you know, one of the ways to look at it is, hey, we're not really going to fully click with all this until years down the road when we have the right recruits in to run it. But then you also want to win in the short term, right? And if you've, you're now coaching players that were comfortable in the previous system, you don't want to completely throw out your new stuff because you're trying to change the culture, but you also want to win with the players you have. So what do you do? You do this, you collaborate with these players, you teach them your stuff. But if they can't learn all of it, or if they're just not right for all of it, you've got to find a way to tailor your playbook and your game plan to accentuate the strengths of your players, especially your quarterback, because he's so responsible for this offense, uh, accentuate his strengths and try to hide his weaknesses, right? If he's gotten certain, if he's got certain weaknesses that make him less than an ideal fit to run this offense, you've got to either disguise some of that stuff or throw some of that stuff out, just find a way to make Tyler comfortable. So I like the fact that they've been working on that and collaborating on that, but it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually see it on the field today. And we need to see Miami taking shots down the field, right? Cause I think Miami can have success running the football, but not if you send the message to North Carolina that, Hey, we're scared to throw more than 10 yards downfield. So go ahead and stack the box and go ahead and just do whatever you can to keep Parrish and, and Knighton from picking up a yard. Um, the defense is going to take what the offense is giving to them. So You've got to take, especially in that first drive, I believe, you have to take some shots more than 15, 20 yards down the field to make that Carolina offense respect you. And then you're going to open up things for the running game. And then once, once you open up the running game, then you're going to open up the passing game again. You can go deep downfield to, you know, the Keyshawn Smiths and the, the Frank Ladsons of the world and the Xavier Restrepos. And, you know, maybe Michael Redding can hold on to a few footballs this week. But, um, yeah, it's... I'm nervous. I'll, I'll just say it like that. I'm really, really nervous. And then on the defensive side of the football, because, okay, you're going up against a Carolina defense that looks bad on paper, but Miami's defense is going up against one of the most prolific offenses in the country. But they haven't faced athletes like yours yet. They haven't faced talent and speed like Miami possesses. And I'm not saying... Miami has a great defense. They looked great against Texas A&M, but then they looked a lot less than great against inferior opposition in Middle Tennessee. But Miami does have a talented, deep defensive front and pass rush. Miami can rotate eight, nine guys on their defensive front. They can keep these players fresh. You hope players like Leonard Taylor, who's going to be one of the most important players on the field, can keep that constant pressure on. Akeem Mesidor can keep that constant pressure on. Hopefully we get good Corey flag today because sometimes he just looks, oh, this guy has got it. So other times it's not so good. Hopefully we get good DJ Ivy today because uh, we're going to need him. And hopefully Tyreek Stevenson is fully healthy. He is going to play. He was banged up after the middle Tennessee game uh, because your cover guys, especially going up against a talented receiver like Josh Downs, uh, it's not going to be an easy day because North Carolina have 
you know, they, they've got a ton of depth and a ton of talent at receiver and tight end. They've got a lot of different players you have to account for on the field and a lot of different players who can make you pay. So for me, of course, North Carolina, they make their bones in the passing game, but it all starts up front. You have to be constantly disrupting Sam Howell and Sam Howell. No, Drake May. What? I'm, I'm thinking about last year's quarterback. Sam, no, Drake, you have to constantly disrupt Drake May, who's North Carolina's quarterback now. I had a few too many drinks last night, guys. Forgive me. You have to constantly disrupt Drake May's rhythm today. Uh, and you have to also take his running lanes away because May is pretty talented when he decides to use his feet. Uh, and something that, I don't know, I, I guess I take a little comfort in as far as Miami's defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, is he tends to scheme and prepare best against these older coaches that he's faced before and knows well because he's got a better idea of their tendencies. Like, I, I thought, you know, Steele had a great game plan and the players executed it well against Jimbo Fisher, who he's known for like half a century and Kevin Steele has known Mac Brown for probably a full century. <laughs> They've both been around for a while, okay? And he talked about his familiarity with Mac Brown, what he likes to do on offense. So hopefully Steele is even more prepared for that. But at the end of the day, the players on the field are the ones who have to execute it. So, guys, super shout out. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen or your first watch today. And let's go Miami. Again, uh, my prediction, I think that – the official prediction that I went with on allhurricanes.com is 37-33 Miami. I think the Canes will win a close, relatively high-scoring game. So let's get it done. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.